So this is the perfect segue because now we're getting to the heart of, you know, really what I I, I intend to do with this episode, uh, particular episode, talking about coping strategies. So I want to come at it from right. two perspectives. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you yourself, be it male or female, yeah. are struggling, right, yes. with whatever it is, whether it's the specific crisis, whether it's something else. Mm-hmm. So I want you to t- I want us to start there where if you yourself are struggling, what are some mm-hmm. coping strategies? And then on the other end is maybe you're not struggling, but you know somebody who is. Mm-hmm. And what can you do to help them? Yes. So let's start with the first group because okay. there's a lot of there's like I've lot. alluded to this throughout the conversation yes. right now. Uh, a lot of people are struggling. Struggling. What do what are we the tools? Do what are the coping it? strategies yeah. to yeah. you know so that it doesn't manifest to into something where it affects your ability yes. to live your daily yeah. life, yeah. right? Well, like we said earlier, early intervention with any form of mental health is critical. One of the things that I want to really stress, and I cannot stress this enough, mental illness is treatable. Mental illness is treatable with the right support systems. In some cases, you might require medication, right? When you look at chronic illnesses like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, for example. But with the right support systems, with the right treatment, with the right help, right? A person can go on to have an amazing quality of life right? Mm -hmm. But it's implementing that support first. So the problem, especially when we talk about mental health, there could be a lot of barriers, stigma we've already talked about. But one of the other barriers that that can arise from this is really not having an insight to a person's illness, right? Um, You know, my mom says this the best, I'm not the problem, you're the problem. I was fine (laughs) before I had kids, right? Like she says that to me my whole life. But having an awareness of, of what impact your mental health is having on your life yeah. things like journaling are a really good way of doing that having yeah. an awareness of you know what what's am going i feeling on even me. just something as simple like patterns what in am your I behaviors yeah. absolutely um so that's the first one the second one connectivity 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 i cannot stress this enough connecting to appropriate professional help connecting to natural supports mm. Wellness does not bloom in isolation. Mm-hmm. Wellness does not bloom in isolation. We need to reach out. We need to get the supports that we need. Now, um, we talk a lot about this in mental health first aid. Yeah. We talk about accessing appropriate professional supports, yeah. right? Um, when we look at that, there's two parts to that that I really want to speak to. Okay. Appropriate and professional. Those okay. two key words are really, really important because it's recognizing that not all professional supports are appropriate for what you need. Okay. If you are a sexual assault survivor, yeah. going to a male doctor may not be ideal for you. Yeah. Right? Um, if you know that, uh, like I'm going to use myself as an example. If I go to a counselor, a psychologist, for example, I know that for me, a female counselor does not work for me. I thrive better when I speak to a male counselor. For whatever reason, I just feel like I have more aha moments with a male. Oh, interesting. So for me, it's recognizing what supports are appropriate for your needs. And how do we know that? We ask, right? I I have an ongoing joke that that I always say that doctors, and under the umbrella of doctors, I talk about family doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, so I kind of all lump them in one. Doctors 
and medication are like a good pair of jeans. You've got to try on a few to get the right fit. Not every doctor is going to fit you right. Not every psychologist is going to fit you right. Not every therapist. I like that. I can't tell you how many times, especially with men, I'm going to pick on the guys here for a minute, where I'll say, have you tried counseling? And what was that like for you? And they'll say, oh, I went to this one guy and he was a joker and I'll never go back to him again. Right? It's like saying all hair colors are the same yeah. or, or just all, how many, yeah. or, or right or all pants fit the same way they don't right yeah. it's a matter of finding somebody who's appropriate for your needs can i ask you a question janine what would you do if i said no <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um when when do you know when it's time to seek professional and appropriate like and I'm all for it. I have anyone, uh, I've said this over and over again. Like there are people in my life where I've said, you know, um, you would benefit from seeing a counselor or a yeah. psychologist or fill in the blank. Yeah. So yeah. you would benefit from appropriate yeah. professional help. Um, using myself as an example, more often than not, I found that my, like I've got some key people in my life, my mm-hmm. sister being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few close friends. That's being what I others. mean by those natural supports. Yeah. Those so when do you know when, like I've never felt that I I'm like I felt like the people that I had and the natural resources that I had was enough but there are people that I know where their natural resources are not enough right so when do you know whether it's like your friends and your family members you know versus it's time to see, because in some cases I mean I've had some friends where it's like they're clinically depressed mm-hmm. and it's like they you know um when it, when do you know when you should be suggesting like appropriate and professional help yeah. versus just natural help? Well, suggesting appropriate professional help as a as a helper is yeah. different than a person who's who's ill. Yeah. Who's or if in yeah, it, you right? yourself like when do you know when? Yeah. Okay, I maybe should. Yeah, maybe that wasn't the right. But like if if you are the person struggling, when do you know when? Okay, maybe I should seek yeah. professional and well, I'm going to tell you there isn't a carbon copy response okay. to that because it's different for different people. Um, some people wait until it's a disorder until the, yeah. there's that significant impact on their their ability to function where they say I need to go see okay. a psychologist. Now that is not an ideal scenario. I want to really yeah. be clear on that. Um, and for other people, it's when those first those emotions first start to surface and they want to nip it in the bud right away. Yeah. That's more ideal because, mm. like I said, early intervention, intervention. is critical. Okay. The sooner we can get in, the sooner we can create, as I like to call, tools in your tool belt, those coping yeah. strategies to help people who are struggling, to help people identify I know that this is a distorted thought pot, a pattern. I'm going to nip this in the bud right away. So helping, uh, having somebody externally teach you to recognize when those things happen, really equipped your tool belt, um, will really, really help you so in your road to wellness. So I have a question for you. Within, once again, speaking you know, to the more diverse communities mm-hmm. and the communities of color, mm-hmm. do you think, is there, because there's stigma around mental health yeah. and there's also stigma like sometimes I hesitate to even recommend or suggest because you know, there's still stigma around seeing, going to see. Yeah. I do, I have noticed in the last couple of years, more and more friends are being open about like, mm-hmm. you know what, I wasn't doing so well, I went to yeah. see someone. But even then, it's on the down low, Absolutely. right? It's only, yeah, it. like, mm-hmm. it's still, how do you, you know, because if what we're saying is don't struggle in silence. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you yourself are at a point where it's like, you probably need appropriate and professional help, but mm-hmm. there's still that like fear of going to see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you combat that? Oh, that's, or what do you yeah. say? Like, is it just more having these conversations and more people being like, even within our community, mm-hmm. 
in a good way, I'm blown away by the amount of people who actually have shared with me that they have yes, seen counselors yeah. and psychologists, and that makes me really happy. Well, and I think you just answered the question. Oh, right maybe there. yeah. When but the we old, speak from yeah. our own experiences, but right? that yeah. being said, the way that it's said is like it's still on the down low, yeah. right? Like we wouldn't hesitate. Going back to like the examples yeah. of physical and mental health, you know, if I was having an issue and I went to go see my, you know, GP, I wouldn't hesitate. If you and I are having lunch, yeah. you know, I'm having this issue, went to go see my GP, yeah. wouldn't think twice about yeah. it. Whereas if I went to go see a counselor or yeah. a psychologist, I'm probably going to be think twice about yes. sharing that, yes. right? Yeah. So how do we start to make that like, you know, is it just in suggesting it and having conversations? In suggesting it, in sharing our personal experiences, yeah. if we feel comfortable with it, yeah. helping people realize, um, and we, we call this the stages of change in the counseling yeah. world, you know, where they are, the impact that it's having, their readiness to bring about change, um, helping them to recognize, you know, where do you see this going if you don't address it? Yeah. Because here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that you're not going to work. And I'm seeing that you're wearing the same clothes that you've been wearing yeah. for three days. So we're speaking to what we see and helping them identify, you know, I'm concerned. This is where this is going, right? Sometimes the barrier of picking up the phone, finding a right counselor, maybe yeah. there's an issue, a barrier to get them to the appointment, right? Yeah. That's where us as helpers can come in, yeah. right? Um, you don't know how to find a counselor. Okay, well, how do we find a counselor? Are you familiar we'll find, with psychology yeah. today? Let me help you go through what that looks yeah. like, right? You booked an appointment. Would you feel more comfortable if I went with you? Yeah. Right? Finding that ally, finding fellow, I like to call them ambassadors of hope. Yeah. Um, when we live with mental health, oftentimes the first thing that goes is our hope, right? Mm. Hope that things are going to get better. Hope that people, you know, will look at me with the same, you know, sparkle in their eye that they did before they found out about my illness. Hope yeah. that my boss will still see my value in, in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and so what I thrive to do um, in teaching mental health first aid and in in catalyst training services is is what i like to call creating ambassadors of hope oh. right allies in our community to um really have that conversation with people and say hey i can help you i'm an ally yeah, yeah. and what's really interesting like as you're talking and i'm sitting here you know once again thinking and what's coming up you know the irony of it all janan is anytime i've had someone in my life that's mm -hmm. come to me and I have given them that space and they say I'm not okay and they're sharing their, you know, a moment that's weak and vulnerable for them, yeah. a moment of weakness and vulnerability. Vulnerability. I yeah. have never ever looked at, if anything, I actually, my perception of them becomes better yeah. and strong. Like, because, because it, it takes, takes a lot of courage and to strength. be vulnerable Because I'm like most people, yeah. the easiest thing to yeah. do, the, you know, we haven't said this, like, the easiest thing to do is stay silent, Absolutely. right? So when these people have come and they've shared with me and they've, you know, I've been witnessed, yeah. uh, I've been a witness to their vulnerability yeah. and just, you know, their moment, like yeah. all of it, it's ebbs and flows, yeah. right? We have Absolutely. moments where we're strong as strong can be and moments yeah. where we're feeling weaker. Mm. And, you know, after, like, after the moment and I'll be sitting with myself and I'll be like, wow, like, I am so impressed with them. I have, like, and inspired because it takes a lot of courage and strength to really allow somebody to, to meet you in that yeah. space. And Are so you, it's funny how we, we, we think, like, we yeah. have this fear that people will think less of us. Yes, yeah. And I end up, every single person 
that has shared with me, yeah. I ultimately end up thinking yeah. more of them. Are you familiar with who Brene Brown of is? Of course uh, I am. <laughs> I have a woman crush on Brene Brown. Oh, I, I, I would be like a 14-year-old at a Justin Bieber oh. concert if I ever met her. Um, she does a lot of work. So for your viewers who are yeah. not familiar with who Brene Brown is, she, is a, uh, she wears many, yeah. many hats. She's a researcher. Uh, she has her master's in social work. She does a lot of work around yeah. empathy, vulnerability, Ability, and yeah. shame. Um, for those of you that are listening who, again, are not familiar with her, um, I would really encourage you to get on YouTube. She does two her tech t- talks, yeah. one on vulnerability and one on shame. And I would encourage you to watch it in that order. Yeah. Um, uh, take a look at what she talks around vulnerability. She does. She says some really, really phenomenal stuff around the vulnerability. Power. That's, and I the think that's power, what it's called, is the, the power, power of vulnerability. The power yeah, of she's vulnerability. written some, uh, yeah. a lot of books in, in subsequent to that. And what you said is exactly yeah. to what she speaks to is and that how powerful yeah. it is to be vulnerable, right? And how to live our authentic truth. We need to be okay to be vulnerable because that's where our power lies. Yeah. yeah. So circling back, coping strategies. We've talked yeah. about, and you know, if there's one thing or two things that yeah. I want viewers mm-hmm. to take away. Yeah. Um, number one, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. And number two, don't struggle in silence. So yes. speak up, reach out to yes. people, whether it's your natural, yes. you know, um, your natural resources, supports. being friends, friends, family. family, your faith group, your community, yeah. your, you know, people that you yeah. feel safe, comfortable, wellness thrives in community. And can I, I cannot add, stress that enough. I do want to add one thing, though. Um, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. When you and, and I once again, speaking from my own experience, yeah. Similar to how it takes a couple of trials to get the right, yeah. you know, professional help yeah. and the right pair of yeah. jeans. Yeah. Um, I would say, please don't struggle in silence. But when you are reaching out to be people, mm-hmm. be mindful of who you reach out to. Yeah. When first and foremost, get clear on what it is that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're reaching out, do you need that space to share? Mm-hmm. Are you needing advice? Are you needing that cheerleader? Mm-hmm. What do you and need? And in addition to that, be okay to say it. Yes. So and I ask don't need for it. you yeah. to to be a cheerleader for me. This is what I need from you. I need you exactly. just Exactly. So you need yeah. to get clear. What is it that you need? Ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. With that being said, recognize. And I to mm-hmm. every single person I know who go who go like mm-hmm. goes through a grieving process, the mm-hmm. first thing I tell them is recognize that most people will not be able to give you what you need. And so you might, for example, turn to a family member or turn to a friend. I've had numerous times in my life where I've turned to friends Mm -hmm. and they just don't have the capacity. Mm -hmm. And I have come to them wanting and it's like they might not have that capacity to just sit there and listen and hold Mm -hmm. the space. Mm -hmm. And so when you recognize, you know, and I've said this to you, sometimes that can end up doing more damage than good because people might think, okay, you know, if you went to that friend and they didn't give you what you need, try somebody else. When you find somebody who is able to give you what you need, then you don't need a lot of resources, Mm -hmm. you know, have a couple. Mm -hmm. But I have been privy to situations where, you know, people have reached out and they've started, you know, to share Mm -hmm. what's going on and the person just completely shut, you know, just didn't have the capacity to show up in the way that they need. And you know what, that's okay. they just think well I shouldn't talk to anyone like everybody so recognize that like I always say like 50% of the people out there are not going to be able to give you what you need Mm -hmm. find the ones who can but you have to know what is it that you need because on the topic of vulnerability there are a lot of people out there who they themselves aren't comfortable with their own vulnerability Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so how are they going to be comfortable with yours so you don't need tons of natural resources, but I do think be mindful of who you reach out to. And if you reach out and you're not getting what you need from that person, 
try somebody yeah. else, right? And not getting what you need from certain people does not mean that you're not worthy of accessing yeah. that need, right? Um, we, you know, and I say this all the time, we are so blessed to be living in Canada. We yeah. are in particularly blessed to be living in Edmonton. So for yeah. those Edmonton listeners that are listening right now, we have resources at our disposal in this city. Now, our healthcare system is not perfect by any yeah. means. Nobody's is. But some of the resources that we have in our community is phenomenal. Like what? Give me so, examples. For example. For, I mean, I'm not right. So for those of you with... who for those of you who are struggling, um, first and foremost, if you have nobody to talk to or you're feeling worried about talking to to somebody you don't re- really want to reach out to sometimes somebody to family or friends yeah, yeah sometimes there is that, a comfort yeah. in speaking to somebody that you don't know yes. that you'll never see yes. again they don't have to judge you they don't have to do anything like that one of the first resources that I want to share is the distress line okay. uh, the distress line is a, a telephone hotline the phone number for the listeners is one 303 2642 that is the Edmonton distress line oh, wow. for your viewers who are outside of the Edmonton region if you just yeah. look up distress line in your area whether it be Calgary Lethbridge mm. whomever um, we all have them in our communities um, they are 24 hours a day 365 days a year you get on that phone and somebody will be there to hear you to listen to you they are trained um, okay. professionals uh, who can help guide you through well, whatever it is yeah. yep. um, another really great resource that I always like to share is the kids help phone yeah now don't be fooled by that term kids okay. they do help up uh, they do help adults as well okay. um, their phone number 1-800-668-6868 okay. they too 24 hours a day 365 days a year uh, what's really great about them is they have the phone capacity so you yeah. can call them at any time you can actually go online and do chat sessions with them what I love about that is let's say that you're in the workplace and you can't talk and you are drowning in these feelings and emotions but you can't verbalize them mm-hmm. what's great about the kids help phone is you can hop online and you can start that chat and nobody needs to know what's going on right oh, wow the other thing too that's really great about the kids help phone is they offer texting options yeah so if you text um so this is also good like i know you mm-hmm. say that they they offer this to adults yeah. as well but for a lot of our viewers out there who are mm-hmm. listening and they have children like mm-hmm. even just sharing this with yeah. you like if you're going through something you know yeah. i have a lot like you know in our community yeah, yeah, they yeah. get married young yes, so yes. there's a lot we have many yeah, friends who have teenagers yeah. right but the Pre- kids have, help phone will support yeah. you until your mid-20s but right? like they have tweens yeah. and they have yeah. teens but even just telling our children mm-hmm. imagine just saying like look if you're struggling right now and you don't feel comfortable coming to, to me, me or your dad you or family yeah. like once yeah. again and then it just even sharing that it even yeah. sends the message it's okay to not be it's okay, okay not and be don't okay. keep yeah. it inside yeah. right so for yeah. parents listening like even just yeah. saying you know if you don't want to I, I I'm here for you yeah. if you want to talk Absolutely. but if you don't want to talk to mom or yeah. dad or family and you want to talk to someone yeah. neutral here's a number yeah. right? there's the mental health hotline as well yeah. that I, I want to bring attention to now the numbers are different in, in various yeah. communities but jump online get the phone number they can offer and these are all free the, I just want to clear all this is free. fantastic yes these are all yeah, free yeah. and especially with what's happening right now where people are losing their jobs and and yeah. money is is tight right these are all free resources that oh, we can awesome. go additionally if you jump on my website uh, ctservice.ca and we'll link month, that to the episode yeah. if you've got a list of resources yeah, yeah yeah every month uh we highlight a resource in alberta that speaks to the amazing work yeah. for for mental health because for me um being a counselor one of the things that 
that I hear time and time again is people say, you know, I want to get help, but I don't know where to go. Yeah. And that's fair. Or I can't, aff- the other or thing I can't, afford, I can't it, afford it. Right? I didn't even know that there's right. all these free resources. There's because- tons of free resources. Yeah. And, and so what I like to do is in all of my trainings yeah. is take all of my 20 years of experience working in collaboration with community members and serve you all of those resources on a silver platter. I have a quick question for you, sure. Janan. Um, Within your own practice, if yeah. people do want that one-on-one counseling, is that something that you that do? That is not something okay. that we do one-on-one. We you more do more do like train people training, on the awareness. Workplace yeah. wellness. We go into yeah. organizations. We look at the, the yeah. community dynamics. I just wanted that. to make, yeah. yeah. One, there is one resource that I do want to mention too, um, Momentum Counseling. Yes. And they do something that I really like. It's pay what you can. So yeah, if you are a view, Yeah, if you are a viewer where you're struggling and you maybe want to see someone in person, you don't want to talk on the phone, you do have some money but maybe you know you can't afford you know the the $100 an hour Mm -hmm. hourly rate I know momentum counseling has a pay what you can Um, I love that their their mandate is to make you know um, counseling uh, available Available to everybody and and we're not going to allow money to be a barrier which and they just you know so it's Mm -hmm. there are once again um, if you're listening we're really just reinforcing the fact that Mm -hmm. like you don't have to struggle in silence Um, there are so many resources out there Um, so aside from so we talked about journaling we talked about expressing mm-hmm, yeah. what are some other coping strat like are those the main ones um what are some other coping strategies well there's there's so much that we can touch on that yeah. we can talk Give it, we can let's touch get, on some specific for covid and we don't we have, can talk yeah. about stuff. let's say covid let's right now just because it is on, on everyone's yeah. mind and i know there's a lot so let's yeah. just even say five we don't okay. have to go super deep okay. but okay we've touched to me i think yeah. the biggest one is is, is, is talking. reaching out yeah, reaching connected. out connectivity getting those uh, professional yeah. supports appropriate professional supports as well as those exactly natural supports. but if you were to like anywhere from three to five coping strategies specific to you know the crisis COVID that right we're now. all oh, facing right now well i have um i have five really quick ones that okay. i really want to highlight so f- number one transition panic into preparedness okay that is going to be really important so what do i mean by that in times of crisis in times of trauma when a person experiences trauma our mind and our body goes into what we call a fight flight or freeze mode right and it's our body's response to that crisis or that trauma now we see this happening quite a bit with uh with how panic presents itself right we see all of these people buying 150 rolls of toilet Toilet paper paper, right when when health officials have told us time and time again if you do contract coronavirus toilet paper is not going to help you right (laughs) but in times of fear it really creates this uncertainty right and so people try to find a way to to you know have some you know anything that looks like control over it yeah. right so what i want to what i really want to encourage people to do is that when we look at that uncertainty it fosters fear okay so let's dissect that a little bit we want to give people a sense of control so i i really encourage people to ask themselves and for the viewers listening at home ask yourself what is the fear what is your fear yeah. is your fear that you're going to get sick is your fear that you're going to run out of food? Is your fear that you're going to lose your job and how are you going to pay your yeah. mortgage? Once we recognize what that fear is, ask yourself, what is within my control to manage? Mm. So if my fear is that I'm going to get sick, guess what? 
I'm going to be washing my hands 50 times yeah. a day. Reverse Practice engineer that. Practice social distancing. Practice people or distancing. people distancing. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Practice yeah. people distancing. Not leaving your home unless it's absolutely necessary. Making sure you're Lysoling your doors, your phones, yeah. right? So we're putting in strategies that are within our control and we're transitioning from from panic into preparedness. preparedness. If you're worried that you're going to run out of, you know, pantry food, right? Maybe make a list of things that you need. Make a list of your first aid kit. What's missing? I did that. I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. I had no idea I was out of band-aids. I had no idea I was out of any yeah. of that stuff. I sat with my husband. We made a list of everything that we needed. I stocked my pantry and I'm good. Okay. Right? So that fear of, oh my God, am I going to starve? Is oh, I don't have that anymore, right? Okay. The next thing that I really want to stress is please be mindful of where and how much information you're taking in. Yes. Not only do we are, are we experiencing a pandemic, we're also experiencing an infodemic. Yeah. We are inundated with information and it's nonstop. It's on your phone. It's on the radio. It's on TV. It's, it's, it's so much. So please be mindful of not only how much information you're taking now in saying that it is imperative that we stay informed we have to but i know when i was first um at home and because when you're at home you lose sense of time right and now we have all this extra extra free time and but i would sit in front of the tv and three hours would go by and i'm watching the same recycled information um, so for me, I have been very diligent and mindful. I only watch news in the evening. Yeah, I right? consume. I try to like once in the morning, once yeah. at night. And if that and works for you, it. perfect. Yeah. And in addition to that, be mindful of where you're getting that information. Yeah. Not everything you're reading on social media is accurate, yeah, yeah. right? So be very intentional. Get information from doctors, specialists, our leaders. They're who know yeah. what's going on, especially part of me the doctors yeah, right yeah. the third thing is really important maintaining a routine yes. right and just because you're staying at home does not mean that you can't be productive mm-hmm. right um making sure that we're continuing to get up at the same time every day we're showering we're doing what we need to be doing we're moving our bodies remember your health is yes. your wealth right i have found for myself yeah. honestly um and i'm recovering from a fractured ankle so mm-hmm. i'm not able to walk every day i'm, I'm mm-hmm. walking every second day Honestly, Jinan, just even getting outside to walk Absolutely. and it, it's like a half hour, you know, to a yeah. 40 minute walk. It's been and a game changer. And if you're doing it yeah. safe, you're just, maintaining yeah. people distancing. I'm not, you're, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong it's with that. It's been a game changer. It's like getting I come home out, and I'm just... Let the just, sun yeah. hit your face. Let the wind hit your face. Yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah, with yeah. that. So that would be the third thing. Um, the fourth thing I want to say is staying connected. And yes. this goes back to this term social distancing. Yes, can we and, talk about that and for Susan and you and I talk about this. <laughs> I, social distancing versus people yes, distancing. I you don't do like not them, yeah. subscribe to this phase or this term social distancing and let yeah. me tell you why and and on on various platforms I've spoken uh, at great length to this um, because I I really believe that sometimes what people hear and what they interpret are two completely different things mm-hmm. and when we hear the term social distancing a lot of people equate that with social disconnect yes and that's not what it is 
it's separating yourselves from other people. It's people distancing, not mm-hmm. social distancing. Because we, you can still stay socially we connected. We can still stay socially yes. connected. You know, I always joke, one of the greatest things that has come out of this tragedy is that my father has finally learned how to use FaceTime, right? <laughs> and I've been teaching him for years, right? But yeah. this was the catalyst for him to learn. I call him every day. The fact that, you know, your, your listening viewers are at home, they're listening yeah. to us c- converse. This is all so social connectivity, right? So I encourage you to stay socially connected, whatever that looks like for you, using apps like WhatsApp, the FaceTime on your phone, calling people, checking in on your neighbors, seeing how they're doing, staying. We are not as human beings hardwired to live in isolation. We have to stay socially connected. So you could be isolated at home, but still be socially connected. Still be socially connected. So please, I really encourage people, stop using the term social distancing and instead it's people, people distancing. distancing. We yeah. still can stay connected, I right? Like that. And that small change in language goes what to back to what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Language matters, yeah, right? Yeah. And the last thing I really want to stress, do not suffer in silence. I can't say this harder or louder. These are unprecedented times. Yeah. People are scared, people are worried, people are uncertain. I really want to stress that in my lifetime i've never seen anything like this in our parents lifetime neither they've never seen anything like this for you to feel anxious you are having a normal reaction to an abnormal event Mm -hmm. and that's okay talk about it don't suffer in silence remember silence keeps us sick Mm -hmm. reach out get connected get help I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, One last thing for how can we support others? So um, whether um, and I'm going to just step away a moment from uh, Mm COVID-19. So if there is someone in your life who is struggling and regardless of where they are uh, on the spectrum and you want to support them, Mm -hmm. what are some Co- you know what are some tools and strategies to support the people? Because I think um, to me, as important, like, you know, the thing that's, you know, rang loud and clear mm-hmm. in this conversation is don't struggle in silence. Mm-hmm. But I also think there is an onus and a responsibility mm-hmm. on people, you know, on all of us where mm-hmm. if we see people struggling, mm-hmm. um, we need to, we need to do a better yeah. job of yeah, supporting, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So what can we do to support someone who's struggling? Um, what are some tools? What are some mm-hmm. strategies? Yeah. So number one, recognizing your capabilities, yeah. right? Recognize, am I the ideal person to help this individual, yeah. right? I'm looking at, and I'm thinking about specific people in my life. I may not be the ideal person yeah. to help them. I may, in fact, be triggering of that person, right? So recognizing what is your capacity and your oh, ability like to that. help them. And if you're not the, the go-to person to help them, does that mean we don't help them? No. Yeah. It means that we outsource somebody else to come in and help but them. But you can right? still reach out to them and say, look, yeah, you know, we're still I, helping that I person. Yeah. We're still helping that person, but we're doing it in a roundabout way. Yeah. The other thing, too, that is uh, really important, and I don't want to lose it, and I just lost it. Um, oh, um, creating an environment where a person feels comfortable yeah. talking to you, right? I'm not going to have a, a conversation with somebody who's experiencing suicidal ideations, for example, yeah. if I know that I have to be somewhere in 15 minutes and we got to make this quick because I got to go and yeah. let's go. That's a good so point. Creating so creating just... a space where we're not being interrupted, where the phone isn't ringing 500 times yeah. in a minute, where 
I don't have any place that I need to be. You don't have any place that you yeah. need to be. And and the, the precedence is set that you have my undivided attention. And you know where I see this really highlighted? When I work with clients and my phone rings and I don't answer it, or I work with you know people that I'm supporting and, and my phone rings yeah. and I just quickly mute it. Yeah. And they say to me, no, 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 you can, you can get the phone. And I say, no, no. I'm with you right now. They can wait, yeah. right? It really sets the tone. You have my undivided attention and nothing means more to me right now than what's happening right here. I love that. Right? The, the third thing that I, I, I really want to stress is allow them the space to say what they need to, to share. Say. Give them without, the space. Without feeling the need, number one, to fill the silence, right? Right. A person can say more in silence than they ever will using the words. And the second uh, part to that is letting them say what they need to say and letting not having this need to fix it. You don't have to mm. fix it. I'm really glad that you told me. I'm so sorry you're going through that. Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah. So don't go in feeling the need to play counselor. Mm. That's not that's not oftentimes what's yeah. expected of you. Let me just vent. Let yeah. me say what I need to say and I'll let you know what I need. Yeah. Does that make sense? And even starting the conversation, like I said, my sister's really good at this. What do you need? Do right? You need so that it's, set up, the, 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 yeah. it's set up yeah. front. But, it, uh, but uh, two, even the person who's struggling can yeah. say, listen, Susan, I need to talk to you yeah. about something, but this is what I need from you. I don't need you to fix it. I just yeah. need you to tell me it's going to be okay and give me the space to say it. Perfect. Right. And I would even just and if I can add to everything that you just said, also checking in on people. Yeah. I mean, I think we don't just abort yeah, mission, right? We, we underestimate, yeah. you know, just simple things like I've every, you know, every day I make it a mandate for myself. Like I just check in on someone. Yeah. I start, you know, checked in on family, check in with strong Especially friends. Especially now more than yeah, ever. Like, yeah. Like, how are you doing? How are you coping? Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, guys, a um, lot of businesses out there and entrepreneurs, oh. like a lot of businesses are struggling. Check in on your family favorite business even if they're mm. shut you know send them a note let them know how much you appreciate them you're looking on google yeah you know. i'm looking forward to you know um because i think you know a lot of times we talk about people like mm -hmm. businesses or you know a lot of businesses right now uh owners are in a very tough spot they're struggling um just reaching out simple things you know digitally socially mm -hmm. letting just you know i'm thinking about you yeah. I just want you to know I'm here. Like, how are you doing? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be grandiose. Like, yeah. it could just be really simple things. Littlest things. So Connectivity, connectivity, exactly. connectivity. Yes. On that note, I mean, there has been so much information yeah. and so much value we for me. We could have this conversation for five more hours. <laughs> and, this, and, I, and, I, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I feel this is going to be one of many conversations to come. For our viewers who are listening right now, and they, they, they have really gotten value out of what they've heard and they want to know more mm -hmm. um where can they connect with you you can connect with me uh via our website so okay. again it's www.ctservice.ca okay. you can also find me on facebook okay. at ct uh, services inc okay um you can find me on there and all of my contact information Perfect. is on there and yeah yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so the much. The pleasure was all mine. And can I just <laughs> say, I love, oh. I love the platform that you have created. Thank you for allowing me the space to come oh, here, talk about mental pleasure. health. You are, you're doing such a fantastic oh, job. It's you, my Jada. pleasure to be here. I appreciate that. And it's my pleasure to have you. I want to take a moment to just acknowledge a few things. I, 
Number one, love your passion for oh, this topic. Um, to me, it's like every time, you know, we've had a conversation, you're very engaging. Uh, you. you just, you know, I've, I don't think we've had any conversations where I haven't had any aha moments. <laughs> your passion and your desire to really want um, promote mental health, yeah. uh, mental well-being, mm-hmm. and end the stigma around mental health. To me, it's very inspiring, and you just have a really engaging way about you, Thank um, you. I that just that. makes me want to engage you more and more. So it really is a pleasure to have you Thank here. You. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate All that. Right.